Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. When it comes to money, I don't think there are many couples who agree about what's right to spend it on. Um, Everybody has different priorities and goals. There isn't one right answer. My wife and I, we've got a lot of give and take. She hates some of the ways I spend money. I just hold my breath and say it's okay for her to spend the money on that. So we've, we've kind of learned to live with each other and have a rhythm on that. But it, it can be a wedge. And uh, I'm John Fuller along with Greg Smalley. We're going to talk about that. Greg, do you have oh, any examples at all <laughs> of you and Aaron struggling with this? Yeah, this only took me 1.3 seconds to to come up with an example. Like for us... We'll get all kinds of invitations to weddings, to graduations, and some of these, I wouldn't even know these people, yeah. and Aaron always will want to buy them something, and oh, it just drives me crazy. Like, we don't know, why are we buying so-and-so that we've hardly met but once a present? And so she she's so good at hospitality in wanting to provide that for people, and I'm going, no, we have to be good friends with them before I'm willing to send them a $20 gift. So yes. Okay. Well, we for me, that. for me, just in the, in the interest of being transparent, for me, it's coffee. I spend a lot of money on really good coffee and she doesn't like that. She spends a lot of money on kombucha or oh, yeah. as her mom calls it, kombucha. <laughs> and I'm okay with it, right? There are health benefits to both of those liquids. So We've learned to kind of give and take. Yeah. Well, Tommy Brown is with us today. Uh, he has a way of structuring what he calls the money types and refers to biblical characters who show these kinds of traits. None of them drank coffee or kombucha, but um, last time he talked about how his wife is the Abraham type. We'll hear about his money type, Isaac, and the dynamic that it creates between Tommy and his wife. And here now is Jim Daly talking with Tommy Brown. So the next personality type is the Isaac, which you have yeah. self-described yeah. Uh, yeah, is your Isaac. result yeah. of the survey. Yeah. So what's the Isaac personality? So you have Abraham and then Abraham's son being one of Abraham's sons being Isaac. And he's really a mirror or intends to do the same things that Abraham did. So in that day, they didn't have indoor plumbing, right? So they had to dig wells. Abraham dug wells. The Philistines came behind and they stopped up those wells, those resources that Isaac needed. There's famine in the land and all of that. And Isaac goes behind and he redigs the wells. And more than that, he gives them the name that his father Abraham had given them. So your Isaac types are about recovery, restoration, seeing potential. There's more. He sowed in the midst of a famine and reaped a hundredfold in that same year. They're very opportunistic and they're going, okay, I see something that other people are passing over and I'm going to maximize my resources. So if I could put the Isaac type, which is about discipline, in one word, I would say maximization. They're going to show persistence in the face of resistance. They're always going to keep going. They're very hard to stop. And they can be the type of person that they want to make the most out of the resources to the point that they forget to enjoy. They forget to have a good time. They're going to be high savers. Mm -hmm. And that really, in some ways, can actually flow out of the shadow side of an Isaac type, which is fear. And so Isaac is the first person in the scripture to whom God ever said, do not be afraid. And I don't think that God wastes words. And I don't think that the chroniclers of scripture were just going, "Uh, we'll just throw that in there. Fear was present. And so God spoke to it, right? So your Isaac types are going to be those people that because they're afraid they may not have enough in the future, they're going to make sure that they do. And they're going to maximize, save. They have to get the best deal. 
they have to win. If they don't win in getting the best deal, they feel like something has died inside of them. If they get taken advantage of, they're going to beat themselves up. How for a cluttered long time. is your garage? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I would actually say I'm thinking yeah. the Isaac type could be a hoarder. Well, I, they, I think for me, uh, because I want to make the most out of the space. Uh, now I don't know all Isaac types in the world, and that's worth saying that not every Isaac type is cut from the same cloth. Not sure. every Abraham type is the same. Uh, but for me, I'm going to maximize whatever I have. If that's systems, if that's a team, if that's money, I'm always saying, how can I get the most out of it so we can do more? Well, and I love uh, the reference you made a moment ago to how these types yeah. play out in the marital relationship. Right. So giving each other space. I just want you to recalculate that and say it again because of your wife being an Abraham, you being an Isaac. Yep. And you probably early on struggled with money. In fact, I sure. think you had some debt to overcome. Did. How did that pillow talk go when you laid your head down? <laughs> did you, Isaac, say to Abraham, honey, come on, you've got to stop spending uh, money on other people? You know, for us, it was, uh, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had more than one argument. So okay. we were $32,000 in debt as a young married wow. couple. What age were you, roughly? You know, I, so in your late about, 20s let's or say 30s? 22. Something okay, 22. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So we're newly graduated from uh, college. Whenever so we graduated, loans. they give us a gift, you know, in the form of a student loan <laughs> bill. Right. I borrowed it. I have to pay it back, right? right. So that's the way that it works. And uh, we had a little bit of car payments, maybe a little bit of medical and all that. But 32,000. 32 grand. It's a lot of money. Newly married couples, a lot. So for us, we just worked some very biblical principles. So we lived off of a budget. We lived intentionally. We did the debt snowball. And in 11 months, with God's help, we were actually able to retire 100% of that debt. But even after we got out of we didn't stop fighting about one line item in the budget, and that was gifts. So she, I, I thought that $20 a month was enough. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, I think enough. I may lean toward Abraham. <laughs> conversation so, here. so $20 a month is more than enough in a budget to be able to buy birthday gifts if we get invited to a party or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just maximizing. We're saving for retirement and all of that. And uh, so it may have been, she might have said, you know, uh, affirming and nurturing things to me like, you are a tightwad and you're killing me. <laughs> I'm thinking Walmart gift card. Walmart. So why don't we have our <laughs> children? Just, yeah. Let's have them draw a picture and get a coupon and tuck it in with a $5 gift card to their favorite restaurant. It's like a $30 value with my children's <laughs> art, right? So it's great. So we had to learn with to the come art. together. With the art. You know, it's priceless. So for, for us, it was like, we have to figure out how do we come together. And so I was eventually, as I started, I wrote this book for me at the end of the day. <laughs> it wasn't out there. There's a lot of books out there about how to, but there are not a lot from a Christ-centered biblical perspective about why. Mm. And so I just started studying this because I realized that it was going to foul up my marriage. It's going to foul up my ministry. And it's a topic that I believe that God uses to get our attention. And so in my marriage, I had to say, okay, uh, sweetheart, clearly you are inclined differently than me. Clearly this is something that God wants to use to bless other people. So we need to create more space. How does 20 six dollars a month. So, <laughs> so we, as we've become more financially responsible, we've been able to increase it. And she knows that's a playground that she gets to play with it. So in your relationship, you need to be real clear about where the boundaries are. Draw a circle around each of your allowances and I can go out and buy bubble gum or play golf with it. It doesn't matter. She can do whatever she wants. And then in the space of gifts, we're going to have to come together, but it has to be something that she can use in a way that makes her come to life. Yeah, that's very practical. What an informative conversation with Tommy Brown. And a lot of the couples that you see, I'm sure, Greg, can relate to some of the dynamics that Tommy talked about. Oh, completely. I so relate to that because Aaron and I go through exactly what he was talking about. And I think for me, 
I think the biggest thing that Aaron and I have learned over our 26 years of marriage is that we have to allow room for both people in the marriage. Like I said earlier, you know, anytime we get any sort of invitation to a party or someone sends out a graduation notice, a wedding. Your extroverted wife is all over it. Yes. And then she's always wanting to purchase some sort of expensive gift, even when we don't know the people. And instead of me resenting that or trying to control her to dominate that, what I've learned to do is that that's her. And one, I I thank God that he's given me a wife who has that heart. It's different than mine. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think about doing that. But I value that. So there's a way in which I allow room for who Erin is in our marriage. And she does the same for me. We argue all the time about, you know, the temperature in our home. Every night I turn it down because I'm like, why are we heating the downstairs when we're all upstairs sleeping? Or why do we leave the garage light on all night? But that's me. And she allows space for me in the mm-hmm. way that I look at finances and, and expenditures like that. So I think from that place, so giving each other the space to be who you are, you've got to then talk through um, a shared purpose. What, what we've learned about money is that if we're going to have these money discussions minus or absent of a larger vision or goal that we're pursuing, it makes this stuff really difficult to come to some unity around. For example, you know, one of our goals is we, you know, we want to pay off our mortgage as fast as we can. I won't tell you where we are in that process, but that's one of our goals because we would love to then take that money that we're spending on our mortgage and put that into some ministries that we support around adoption. And so when we then argue about what temperature to set the house at, we can always do that in light of, you know what, remember, we want to pay this off and this is going to help us save. And over time, it's this much, boy, we could get done a month faster and have a month head start of supporting this ministry. So even talking through as a couple, where, why? Like, why save money? Yeah. Why spend money? Where are we going is such a good conversation. Okay, so address the you tendency, the finger point and the you. Yeah, well, we would be able to pay off the mortgage if you... I think a lot of couples live there. They yeah. they don't have that sense of trust and togetherness, and so they point the finger at the other person. Yeah. Well, I just always ask them, how's that working out for you? <laughs> Versus, you know, good. just be intentional on in your language. Instead of me, this is you or you, it's we talked about this vision. That's our vision. What are we doing? How are we mm-hmm. how are we managing things? When when Aaron and I have to make a decision on spending some money, it's okay, we're doing this. How does that fit in? And there's times where we'll go, you know what? Actually it's gonna delay that, but we believe this thing is is that important. Yeah. It's just unity. It's just that we're willing to have those conversations, both have an opinion, both matter. And then we'll figure out something that feels good to both of us. Yeah, there's not a right person here. No, You've got to no. work as a team, develop that that level of trust over the years. And I'm grateful that we have that. I mean, I don't always agree where the money goes if Dina spends it. She doesn't always agree if I spend it. But we are in agreement that I trust you. Yeah. And, and this is not being foolish or wasteful. So we want to help you in your marriage, and uh, if you're having trouble with those conversations, a really great place to start is our website. We've got Tommy's Money Type Assessment. Uh, We'll link over to that. And uh, we also, of course, have Tommy Brown's book, The Seven Money Types. 
Uh, I really enjoyed him as a guest. I hope you did too. Get your copy of that book when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family. The phone number and the link to do that uh, are in the episode description. Next time, we'll hear more from Tommy about the Jacob money type. And for now, on behalf of Greg and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. And thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 